1: For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers
0: Podcast. <laughs> we are as a people inherently and historically opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. No, 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 nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case: conspiracy. conspiracy. Now. Now. now, now, listen.
1: Welcome back to. <laughs> the fucking mental word <laughs> uh, two seconds I'm just filling up my vape before we do this um, Love Island's coming back I've seen ads for it on Instagram and stuff and I'm kind of excited because oh uh, fuck oh uh, oh oh my god that burns I'm actually a vape juice in my eye oh oh my god fucking blueberry it burns oh oh that's what i get because i came on to talk shit (laughs) literally what i It's the universe being like don't do it um yeah no looking forward to that i mean they did kind of i did have a bit of love island fatigue because they really were ramming it down our throats there at one stage with the summer and the winter so i'm kind of looking forward to that to come back um in a dystopian society what else do we have but the simple pleasures of seeing what 12 sociopaths sell themselves sell their souls on their holes on tv um you know what but i still kind of have a sour taste in my mouth for laura whitmore she's coming back i mean look obviously she's no caroline flack but i do hmm, let me see if i need to turn up the sound levels on this maybe a little um okay two seconds let me just check the sound levels on this before i keep going Right, the sound should be better now. Um, If it's not, if it's very quiet, then just turn it up, okay? Just turn it up. And no whinging. Yeah, so I was saying that I still have a kind of a sour taste in my mouth about Laura Whitmore and seeing her again. Because, you know, the thing about Laura Whitmore was, uh, this is post her, like, big Twitter meltdown, if you want to even call it that. But the interesting thing about Laura Whitmore, not interesting, there's very little interesting, but... I really respected Laura Whitmore when I was younger because I was like, oh, this like Irish journalist, I guess, who I imagine probably studied like journalism in DCU or something, went on to become, and I'm not going to spend much time on this at all, um, went on to like become, you know, she's like on MTV and that kind of stuff, like MTV News, which was like popping back in the day. And I was like, I respect that. I respect the shit out of that Laura Whitmore. But now she's just, like, not cool. And I always thought of her as cool. But she's not cool. We've seen that Twitter post. Everyone has seen that Twitter post by now. For international listeners, Laura Whitmore was this Irish journalist who kind of made it onto, like, MTV News. It was of a big deal. Like, we respected her as a nation. And then she had that, like, big Twitter meltdown about some journalist contacting her about, like, they were going to run a story with the name of her baby. I can't remember if the name was, like, Stevie or something. Um, So anyway, Laura Whitmore got her knickers in a twist. Um because she was like oh you shouldn't be asking you know about like it's my right to like say my baby's name and I want to say my baby's name and all that and like named the journalist in question and stuff it was just a big old mess and I really had very little sympathy for Laura Whitmore and it's kind of one of those kind of circumstances where I feel like where someone was making a non-issue you know the way when you're drunk at a golf party and you're raring for a fight and someone says something that you know really doesn't piss you off but you're going to run with it because you just kind of you could use that kind of outlet for your frustrations I guess that's what I felt like it was with Laura Whitmore like I, I just really had no sympathy I did not care Laura Whitmore you know, first of all, who had made her name for herself by reporting on the exact same type of fucking news on MTV News, I like, give me a laugh and then wants to turn around and fucking cry. Um, no one cares about the baby or your baby's name and truly, it's not really that big of a deal. It is a simple, just little, little article, I guess, just take up room on the shelf of constant drivel that needs to be pumped out by these kind of um online um publications. Um did not think it was fair at all on the journalist who Laura decided to take her Twitter wrath out on. And the thing was as well, like Laura was in the newspapers and stuff, doing her like pregnancy photo shoots and stuff, actively selling her personal life online and in the papers to drum up I mean, that's what her career is built on, is a public having an interest in her life, you know, and you're going sitting there taking pictures with the baby bump and all this shit. At what point are you entitled to, I guess, your privacy when your career is built on selling yourself to the public? That's what I was kind of thinking. Really kind of made no sense to me between her being that person. She was that reporter before, who she's now, you know, fucking taking a big old shit on. Um... For her now... And do you know what? The thing was you had people interested in your pregnancy. Not I, but people interested in your pregnancy when you're doing your fucking pregnancy shoots. And then when the press commented they're going to run a story about the, I guess, someone in Laura's camp had leaked the fucking baby name. Who cares? Who truly fucking cares? Um, so I just thought it was really not cool at all. You know, Laura's street cred definitely has fallen off the radar for me. And it had been falling for quite some time ever since she did the advertisement for the British Army post. Like... Mm-mm, that's not how we do um so didn't don't I'm not really going into Love Island looking forward to see Laura Whitmore and I still do like her she's really likable and she's good at what she does, but she's just not as cool for me now um just didn't want the public to know anything about her baby and the feeling is mutual we don't care um. Then the opposite side you have like Katie Price who I do respect more and more because of what she kind of like you know the difficulties that she's going through um, I guess with like having a disabled child or whatever in Harvey and like Katie has no problem obviously putting Harvey out there we've seen many viral moments with Harvey Katie's son um, and who I love and respect like the two of them I must say. Because I just love, you know, like, Katie will be like, on TV with Harvey and be like, oh, this is Harvey, my gentle giant. And the camera will, like, zoom out and there's, like, seven punch holes in the drywall. <laughs> I like the two of them. I have to say, I like Katie Price and I like Harvey. Um, <laughs> that's not what I want to talk about today. I didn't really know what I was going to talk about today, actually. I was supposed to have um, Ellie Moncrief on sometime for a new episode this week, but she's a flake, you know? She's a fucking flake. And as to, you know, that is part of her charm. It is part of this just enigma and spookiness about her that we appreciate. Um, so I'll definitely and I'll bully her um, into coming on next week for sure. Um we'll see. So let me know if there's Ellie any Ellie Moncrief fans <laughs> out there. And if there's anything in particular you want Ellie to talk about, then just send me a DM on the podcast page or send me um an email on the pod, which is mypoperspod at gmail.com. I'm answering ugly people's emails and dms first. Okay. Pretty privileged no more, it's not what I'm doing anymore. Um But yeah, I was going, what I want to talk about, I literally just thought about it there because I was always going to save it for a Patreon episode. I don't know what I'm calling the episode yet. I think I'm going to call it something like I was cancelled or my scandal. (laughs) Um, And I was always going to save this topic for like maybe my first Patreon episode or something. But you know what? I just don't have the mental capacity to even go down the route of creating a Patreon right now just the thought of having to do extra podcast episode and I really do enjoy doing the podcast but the thought of having to do this twice a week it's just a lot to be honest um especially because like if you follow me on Instagram I have just started a new job for the first time in five months I was living the unemployed life for five months and I just started a new job. And it's, you know, before you say anything, there's no need for congratulations or well done. You know, it is not a time for me to celebrate, I feel, being back under the boot of capitalism. I don't know if it's a time for celebration. It doesn't feel like it. <clears throat> I'm back on that minimum wage life. So, um, you know, and, you know, I'm sick of this whole, like, you know, going doing all these interviews. So I was doing loads of interviews or was offered loads of interviews, you know, for going and getting a new job and this whole like the amount of times on a phone call and then it was like that so why do you want to work here? And, you know, and you have to, of course, you have to, it's very phony, isn't it? And I wish that whole, the phoniness and the fakeness would all just die away. Be like, you know what, I'm just really excited to work with the public again and work with people. You know, when reality, why do I want this job? Well, Cindy, I want this job because it's either this or I will be sucking dick on Patrick Street to pay an 800 euro electricity bill. And that is, and that's why I want this job. Not because I'm, compel something within me is compelled to go and work with the public at all nothing of the sort um so i am back on that minimum wage job so uh, and i don't have a patreon but i think that there's still a link in the description of these podcast episodes so if you do want to send me money um so i can pay that electricity bill um, then there's a link in the description where you can send a, any amount of money. If you're enjoying these podcast episodes, I know a lot of you have already, which is great. Um, but obviously, it does help me to keep going um, with the podcast and just in life in general. <laughs> keep me off St. Patrick's Street, y'all. <laughs> anyway, what I wanted to talk about today, and I haven't done any research or anything about this. I'm so this I'm just going to freewheel. Um, my scandal. Um, I was cancelled and I was cancelled and this was a cancellation that did not take place on like an Instagram or like a very public social platform this was more kind of in the corporate world okay get into that Um, so I've <clears throat> I've probably said a couple of times before that I was working um, up in Dublin you know I was doing internships when I was doing my masters um, up in DCU um, I did a master's in journalism and I really enjoyed it, made it a lot of great friends who have since, like, I want to say like 60% of them have since unfollowed me on Instagram, which I find very fucking weird and very peculiar because I was nothing but stellar to them, all right, um, so I find that odd, but I'm sure they'll come back soon. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was doing a master's at DCU and a pair of doing a master's in DCU was um you'd finished your exams or whatever and your projects and all that and you had to also do a compulsory internship so um i had originally been offered a place i had gone and done an interview for um what's that my woman's way (laughs) ugh, woman's way so i had gone and done an interview for that um and basically there was rules about this internship through the college that you had to accept the first offer you got you couldn't hold out um and say oh look I'm actually want something else so if you got an interview you applied for all these places you got an interview you had to accept your first offer wherever it was and my first interview was with Woman's Way so I had gone out somewhere in Dublin I don't know Dublin at all I did not take any of that geography in in woman's way, and was offered, did an interview, and did a stellar interview, but I did say so myself, and they offered me a place, um, to do an internship, and they were offering like, I think it was like, a hundred euro, or something, a week, um, again I'm living in Dublin, I had to take out a massive loan, for this shit, you know a hundred euro of course isn't enough, and I was like yeah guys to be honest, they tell us that we have to accept, every you know, thing, straight off the bat, but that money for me is just not going to cut it at all. So I was basically like, I was hoping maybe if you could like deliberately go with someone else for this, because I actually need this money to survive, you know? And to be fair to them, they were cool. They were like, for sure. Um they were like, yeah, we can do that. We cannot give you the job. Um but they were going to offer it to me and that was great. So I got a call then and this next place was with Today FM. And it was offering the same 100 euro I'd gone down in the interview and they loved me. Um, and I was willing to take the the hit in the bag and the coin for this because the money wasn't good, obviously, for the internship. But it was with, like Today FM and, you know, there's a lot of cool people working at Today FM. Today FM was actually um, a place that I respected. Um, and when I say I respected and do still respect... Today FM is because you know I've talked about this podcast often about you know the different kind of discourse you see in all these like smaller radio stations like Cork's Red FM and stuff where they do these like kind of like just deliberate pieces um, like oh um, people outraged that Santa Claus is a man and not a woman or you know all this kind of shit which no one really cares about but it's just to build up like anger with all these you know low vibration people in the comments um just so they're obviously getting more listens and stuff it's cheap um i also did an internship with, with, with one of those radio stations as well but um so but today fm in my experience there they never stooped to those kind of low levels at all everyone who was working in today fm had a certain integrity about them um and you know really kind of made it their business um to create like the best show that they could every day and they did you know and it was thoughtful and it was insightful it was informative it was fun um it was intelligent it had depth to it so today fm is a place that i respect a lot um compared to all these other um radio stations not all but the majority um, and you never see today FM stoop to those levels. You never see today FM posting one of these fucking fishing articles, you know, looking to drum up a bit of outrage. They don't do that. They don't have to do that, and that's why I respect them. So I had been offered an internship as like a trainee researcher um with the the last word with Matt Cooper on Today FM. Basically, a researcher is someone who there's a couple of researchers on the team, it's only a small team, and these researchers' job is to go and, like, research, read the newspapers, read what's, you know, popping on the social media, and see what stories are happening around the world, and, you know, we'll come then for a meeting, and we'll pitch all these stories, and true, all of these stories that we pitch we will create a show you know the the best stories the most interesting topics are like hand-picked out and from that they'll create you know like the skeleton of a show that's t- today's show which was done every day because you know, obviously it was new topics every day um and i had met everyone on my team the researchers were great Like, I'm still in contact with some of the people that I worked with. They were fantastic, I have to say. And I would happily, you know, next time in Dublin, we'll hit them up and go meet up with them again, even though it was, like, God, like, three years ago at this stage. But everyone up there on that team, I have to say I only had a positive experience with them all. It was fantastic. It truly was. Now, obviously, things would take a turn, as I'm going to get into um, but yeah, like everyday life was great. I was going in on the Lewis, going into this like job. I felt like I was, you know, like in the Big Apple, you know, going to like the biggest like radio station in the country, you know, doing something that I was passionate about. And I was, it was interesting work and it was, you know, it was, it was good work. It really was. Um, and like my team were great. And there was a couple of weirdos off there, sure. Um, <laughs> There was, you know, because you know the way when you're starting a new job and it's weird um, and you don't really know. You know, it's weird just meeting new people for the first time and, you know, you're wondering how long you have to put on this, like, fake persona before you can be yourself around these people. You're feeling everyone out and everyone was super nice. <clears throat> there was, um, you know, the only thing, kind of, I guess, was, like, Nadia wasn't even uncomfortable at all, but, like, there was one of the um, presenters there like in my first week during in during the internship, who was like writing to me on Grinder, which was weird because we were like on the same floor. Like all of the shows are on the same floor. It's very it's like an open desk thing. You know, you can see everybody, you can see all the different shows. So one of the the on-air talent was like hitting me up on Grinder, like just weird stuff. Being like, oh, it'd be like, would it be like we could go into the bathroom and like you could suck my dick <laughs> and all this shit. That's not verbatim, but it was pretty much all that kind of weird stuff which was intimidating to me, because I had just started there, do you know? And look, don't get me wrong, this isn't, um, sorry, let me take a drink. This isn't um, my Me Too movement <laughs> at all, because I would have done it for sure if he wasn't gross, you know? That was the only problem. <clears throat> I didn't feel like, you know, any type of way about it at all. It was just like, yeah, that's something I could, I mean, I probably wouldn't have done it, you know, it would be very unprofessional, and I've just started here. Um but I mean like, like I said the person was just gross. Um so he's not being me too'd by any means, but he was just like god couldn't couldn't do that to myself because it just doesn't align with the fantasy, you know? Um, <laughs> um and that obviously won't say any names. <clears throat> <laughs> that wasn't a cough to be like, I'm going to say the name, that was a cough like, I have fucking phlegm in my throat. Yeah, but, so that was never going to happen. And it was just weird, like, having to see that person every day, who wouldn't even say hi as I, like, walk past me in the hallway, but then would, like, message me because I'm sat at my desk, you know, trying to learn these new skills, being like, oh, you could, like, suck my dick in the bathroom, I'm ha, imagine. <laughs> I'm like, imagine, you weren't fucking disgusting <laughs> looking. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, yeah, um, and oh, sorry, the person I'm not talking about is I'm not, I just say who I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Al Porter, who had his own Me Too movement, who was an on air talent up there. I wasn't talking about him. He did ask me for a cigarette. Um, and I would have definitely been more likely to hook up with him than, than that other person, for sure. Um, but so, anyway, back to the story. I was, you know. Learning these new things, I was being a researcher. I was, you know, getting topics. I was starting to bond with my team. They were all so nice and so accommodating, and it truly was a really nice place to work. You know, I'd go back there in a heartbeat. But um, what had happened was, you know, I was eager to learn and eager to like make a good impression or whatever. So I'd be going home at night, and I'd be like sending around like different like emails to people who I thought would have had like a potentially interesting story for The Last Word. The Last Word is the name of the show. You know I was trying to do things on my own. What's the word? You do things on your own of my own volition, I guess. You know I was trying to be like a, st- a self-starter. So I'd like, you know, usually the night before to have done research and maybe make out, make a few contacts to come in the next morning to the morning meeting and be like, oh, look, I have a potential story here and this person is willing to talk. You know, I wanted to go in with everything, kind of a fully formed idea, basically. <clears throat> um, and I had done that already. Like I had <laughs> the, the guy, I remember like in uh, in the States a couple of years ago, Justin Bieber, like <laughs> rolled over <by> a care, <laughs> I think. Or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe Justin Bieber rolled over a paparazzi with his car. It was either Justin Bieber got hit by a car, or pap got hit by a car by Justin Bieber coming out of church. But I was like, "Oh, that's a funny story. All right, if Justin Bieber got run over, that's a funny story. I can run with that." So then I tracked down someone who was on the scene, like just some random like Yang who was just on the street who happened to see Justin Bieber roll someone over with his car. So then I went and reached out to this guy and was like, "Oh, would you come on and talk on the radio? Would you be willing?" And again, he was like, Yeah, sure. Now again, the process that happens is that I like that person's obviously not guaranteed to be going on the show. I'm just need to, you know, confirmation that this person's willing to do it. And then the following morning in the morning meeting, I'll pitch the idea and then I'll get back to that person and be like, oh, we're we're gonna go ahead with this segment if you're still interested. It was that kind of vibe. And I really enjoyed that work, you know, going and sniffing out a story. But what had happened was, it was around the time in the States, so I guess like three years ago, and I don't know if you guys remember, but I think it was around, you know, this whole Charlottesville thing. So basically it was, you know, at the height of the Trump presidency. And there was some, I guess, neo-Nazi movement or parade. It was like a neo-Nazi parade, like a white supremacist parade in Charlottesville in, in the United States. And again, it was just ridiculous. It was just a lot of white supremacists huffing and puffing about nothing. Um, But it had made the news, like, you know, the discourse, like, people were picked up, they were talking about it. I think it was early enough in the days of the Trump Trump presidency where this kind of neo-Nazi movement was still kind of fresh and everyone was like, oh, what's going on here? Obviously, you know, Trump had stirred up quite a bit of division and you had these kind of you know, extreme right kind of movements coming up as, I don't know, it just as a opposition to these extreme left movements, I don't know but so anyway you had these um, these I guess neo-Nazis doing a little protest in Charlottesville for whatever reason, who knows um, <clears throat> so like all, all the newspapers were covering it, so I had decided I was like, okay, I was like I'll get in contact with the person who organised this this like neo-Nazi parade or protest or whatever it was, because everyone's talking about it. And I said, oh, this would be interesting, you know, to get the organiser of the neo-Nazi um, protest and, and get him and see if he wanted to talk to Matt Cooper on Today FM on the show. I thought it'd be very interesting to have the actual person who organised this and actually ask him, why are you doing this? What is the purpose of this? what's going on and to get Matt to be the one to ask him that obviously Matt is the on-air talent Um, so I really thought nothing of it um, he, I had emailed this guy and he was like yeah sure Um, we'd be inter-, or he'd be interested in doing that and then obviously that was the night time so the, the following morning the intention was I'd go in to work in the morning meeting and be like oh that guy who organised that like white supremacy protest I contacted him if you want to question him or whatever that could you know make an interesting segment because they on the, on the show The Last Word they you know typically will have a segment on like American politics and the discourse that was going on in America So I really thought nothing of it, Um, you know, I was in bed or whatever.
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today
1: Um, and I started seeing tweets on Twitter and I was like "Mm -mm, what's going on so this guy had tweeted out this like white supremacist had tweeted out on Twitter that oh he's going to be on the last word with Matt Cooper sometime tomorrow and I was like ah I was like, because that's not what had happened. Because this person had been emailed and said, yes, I must run this by my team and see if this is a story that they'd be interested in in going with. And I'll contact you tomorrow if, you know, if we're going to go ahead or whatever. But this person had tweeted out as if they were going on. They were like, oh, I'll be on the last word tomorrow. And this guy is in the States. So in a couple of minutes, I guess it was like fucking 11 p.m. at night, Twitter had erupted with people like, furious with Today FM and with Matt Cooper because they were having this white supremacist on the show. Now, of course, they were never going to have this guy on the show, but this guy had, you know, made it out. Like, he was he was given a, a formal invitation and this was happening, which obviously wasn't the case. So there was me who had asked this guy, seeing fucking Twitter go up in flames around me, Um and there was like people like tweeting, being like, "Today FM," being like, "Oh my god, this is so such a new low for you." And peeing, and people tweeting Matt Cooper, being like, "Really, Matt, a white supremacist? Like this is how you're going to get your ratings and stuff?" And I just sat in the bed like, ah! "Oh my god," because obviously it was nothing to do with Today FM or Matt Cooper. You know, and like I said previously, like I have put a lot of respect on Matt Cooper's name because he is not that kind of person that buys into a clickbaity type of story at all. Like I said, everything on that show was really something of of substance, something that I respected, but I wanted to have it as a possible story. I never thought that that was going to happen. So then there was fucking so many tweets coming in, ripping Matt Cooper apart. He was effectively my boss. Um, ripping the, the Today FM apart which was the station that was giving me the internship and I was fucking intern, and all of a sudden had fucking Twitter ablaze with just sheer outrage for the station and, and for Matt and the show for asking this person on which they didn't ask on it was totally my fault um, and I was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god what's going to happen um and then I had like responded to some tweets, being like, "No, no, no," and being like, "This guy is not on the show." Just to clarify, you know, I'm a researcher or like a trainee researcher. I was just an intern. Um, and this person is not being on the show let's just clarify that then people were tweeting me hate being like oh you fucking bastard you monster like having this person on the show like having this racist on the show how could you do that and I was like oh my god I was like get off my dick woke twitter okay I fucking thought that this could be an interesting story to have this guy on the show since you guys you know are constantly tweeting about him and and talking about the story then let's hear what this motherfucker has to say you know let's hear it from his mouth what's actually going on but of course no the the people did not want to know that (laughs) so my head was on a platter then I start getting texts from the researchers on my team you know who actually were employees there being like oh my god Adam what the fuck is going on what's going on I am, like, in the bed, like, shook, shivering. Because I'm, like, I am not about to go down as of getting cancelled right now for this. Like, this is not happening. I'm not going to be cancelled on a corporate level. Um, <clears throat> And I was, like, oh, my God, I don't know. And I was explaining to them the story of, like, what's happening. And this was, like, at, like 1 a.m. in the morning. And then the fucking, like, the team leader, I guess. I can't remember her her actual... Title or whatever, but she was so cool. Was so cool about it. She is cool. I Have great respect for her as well. Really enjoyed my time with her. She was ringing me and she was like, "Adam, what's going on?" So half of the station, like all the the head bosses in Today FM, were like fucking woken out of their sleep at one a.m. because the station was under attack. The sh- their their highest ranked show was under attack all because of a fucking intern has sent an email to this, like, fucking neo-Nazi leader. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, this cannot be happening to me. Like, this can, this really cannot be, like, Today FM and and Matt Cooper and The Last Word, on the verge of being cancelled for something that I had done, again, did not think, obviously, that what I was doing was going to lead to this, like oh you don't understand that kind of panic you really don't like so when you see people getting cancelled and maybe that's why i'm kind of like anti-cancel culture as caitlin jenner is saying when she's running for um, governor of california that she what did she tweet again she tweeted um she was like when i'm governor of california i'm going to cancel cancel culture and wake the woke <laughs> Caitlin, wake the fucking broad you mowed down in your SUV, you fucking psychopath. But anyway, so yeah, I was getting called like off this, and then the, like the station manager was making all these head bosses in today FM like running around like headless chickens because <laughs> some shitstorm storm had erupted, you know, when they were just trying to fucking sleep. So I was at the back of the house of of the house that I was staying in, just horsing fucking pal mal hundreds like horsing through them. And if you ever smoked Palm they the dirtiest cigarette in the world. I was just horsing through them, being like, oh my God, what the fuck am I going to do? What the fuck am I going to do? Like, I had all these people from the station getting on to me, being like, what did you do? What did you do? Like, I was like shaking on the phone to like the, not the station manager, but my team leader. I can't remember the the name for that position. But uh, me being like, like, this was never my intention. I did not mean to do this. I did not cry. But it was, like, a really scary experience. Like, a really, really scary experience. Um, Again, like, I stand by that I did nothing wrong in terms of... I mean, like, people were like, you're giving this racist a platform, which is a valid argument. But at the same time, okay, this racist is also actively organising shit over, you know, in the States, who's actively the topic of discussion within all of these papers, including Irish papers... So I was like, right. I was like, are we going to talk about it or are we going to talk to the person that's doing it? So I stand by that decision. But I, I did understand the counter-argument. Um, so anyway, I had gotten off the phone with all these people. I did not sleep a wink that night. It was probably the, one of the most traumatic nights of my life. Um, I was a fucking a wreck. And then I had to go into work the next day and I like, lay on the bed for hours in the early a.m. being like, can I actually go in and face... Today FM today. Can I actually go in and and face the music and like of this fucking I don't know, like shitstorm. Um and like people were still tweeting and all that and like Today FM had to come out and like make a public statement and all that. <laughs> oh, I have to laugh or I'd cry. So I had to fucking get out of that bed in the morning and head towards the Lewis and be like right I'm going to go into work and face the fucking music um horsing the palm malls and had the fucking the secret audiobook blaring in my ears because it was the only thing that got me through that fucking scandal was listening to the secret. I was like in my head like shaking like fucking hundred, you know, pal mall like fucking quivering in my lip and in my head like I'm listening to the secret being like, Oh um I'm grateful for the trees because they provide oxygen. I'm grateful for the sun because it provides us with energy. Like I was ready to fucking freak the fuck out. And I was went in anyway to the Today FM office down by a Grafton Street in the elevator going up. Like, I don't know. I felt like I was like getting, being brought to be fucking hung or being getting ready to be burnt at the stake. I was in that elevator waiting for those doors to open. And I was like, okay, Adam, like I knew in my head, I was like, when these doors open, every single person in this building on this floor is going to be talking about the intern that nearly set the fucking station ablaze um, nearly fucking tarnished Matt Cooper's good name. Um, <clears throat> so like I walked in anyway, in my little black blazer, click clack clack and my little Chelsea boots in the door past reception. I could see everybody's heads look up from their desk as I was walking in. Do you know? Um, it's it's just not the kind of center of attention you want. And I knew everyone was looking at me being like, oh, there's the intern there that nearly fucking cost us all our jobs. And it was just, God, it was one of the hardest things I had to do and go and sit down with my team then. And like, (laughs) everyone looking at me being like, are you for fucking real? Are you kidding me? Um, Like, I could barely look people in the eye. And then I had to go for like a meeting with... (laughs) with my team leader and with Matt Cooper in this like big conference room being and like obviously got a fucking verbal lashing off of them and look rightly so I mean it was my mistake but it was the two of them who were kind of facing the repercussions so you know I was like I sat there and I took whatever verbal baiting I needed to because I got it like they were the ones who were suffering um I mean, and even in that, they weren't, you know, they weren't mean or malicious or cruel in, in any way. And I, there was an evening like, guys, I like, never meant for this to happen. Never in my life did I mean to this to happen. I was like, I'm having so much fun here, you know? Because I thought for sure I was being fired. I was like, I really am enjoying my time here. I'm learning so much. I was like, don't fire me, come on. I was like, do not fire me, okay? It was a learning curve, it was a learning mistake and it, and it truly was, I believe that. Um, but one of the issues was okay. It was because I was so excited to be there and to be around people that I respected in a in a kind of career, kind of or a work environment that I really enjoyed. Um, and so because I was so excited, like I had on all my social medias, which again is just ah, like on my fucking LinkedIn, on my like Twitter. I had, you know, my bio, I had like trainee researcher in Today FM, (coughs) which, you know, I had to do because when I was reaching out to people, they needed to see that I just wasn't a fucking just you're just a random person asking them a question. You know, when I was trying to secure interviews and stories and I I felt like I needed to have like researcher, you know, Today FM, mention it on, on the profile so that people know that there's just not some free contacting them. Um again, look, should I have done that? Probably not. You know, made it out like I was fucking <laughs> like running the show. <laughs> um <clears throat> so they were like, you need to take that down from all of your social medias. Um like <clears throat> you should not be doing that. You should not be contacting people on like behalf of today. FM requiring stories. You should not be doing that. You're here to learn. Which I was like, I accept that. No. You know, previous to this, I had brought stories to the team, which they took up and they enjoyed and, you know, went to air. Like, I secured that show's most downloaded episode um, segment when I I did the story on on sex robots. Um, So there was, you know, I was kind of like, I bit my lip, but I was like, okay, I was like, you know, when I was doing these stories you know, it wasn't an issue when I was reaching out to people, but it's an issue now. But I completely understand, of course. It was them who were suffering, not me. I completely understand that they're right. They were right. They were right. (laughs) I can say that. Um, But I just felt so awkward and so defeated because they were like... They were like... I remember Matt being like, okay, like, don't come into the interview... Or don't come into the next meeting until all of your social medias are are changed over and stuff and I had to I couldn't even remember my fucking LinkedIn password like so it took me like an hour to change that so anyway I was back at my desk while they were all in the meeting so I was sitting at the desk alone like changing my social media as it really just wanted the whole world to swallow me up and fucking die <clears throat> then a package came for Matt <clears throat> a package came for him so I was like right I'll bring it up to the interview um or sorry, into the I'd bring it up to the meeting room, so I like had opened the meeting room, and, like holding the package, and like was like kind of hovering by the door, and Matt was like, "Yeah, you can, you can come in. It's okay to come in." And I was like, "No, no, no, I'm just bringing a package." <laughs> oh my god, it was just so incredibly, so incredibly awkward. Um, so whatever about me being the laughing stock of Today FM, um, and like nearly. <laughs> cancelling an entire show I was also so I was on placement obviously through college through DCU Um, and my it was the placement I you had like a, a certain like lecturer or professor or uh, an employee of DCU who was like your um, I guess your I can't, I can't remember the word but like you'd go and report back to them like if you have any problems in your internship you'd go report back to that person um, they're like your placement guide or whatever or placement officer will say um of course i was like right i'm not going reporting back to my placement officer because this guy was a, he was a, he was an Amer- old american fella horrible bastard of a man horrible cunt i've no problem saying it um I'm, call me a terrible person but over covid i have b- checked i've typed in his name on google to check if he's dead or if he's died which (laughs) which i know sounds terrible but i'm i'm being honest i've checked like just that's how much i hated this guy He was a horrible bastard horrible fucker real smug american bastard um so i've often checked to see if he's dead yet and he's not dead yet um so I didn't report anything back about, you know, what had happened in Today FM. I was like, right. Because it seemed like we'd handed it internally. It was a learning curve for me. I fucking did my public shaming. I, you know, had done my meetings. I had rectified what needed to be rectified. And I was ready to move on. They were very um, merciful. And, you know, were happy for me to continue on with the placement, which I was very grateful for. Um <clears throat> So I was like, right, there's no need to report this back. Um, Sorry. So I'd gone about my business or whatever. You know, finished out my time in Today FM. And I cried my last day. I actually cried like a little bitch on my last day because I was leaving. My time was over. My internship was over. And I enjoyed it so much. I loved the team. I loved the work. I loved... Working with Matt Cooper, it was incredible. Like a true to this day, still probably the best job that I've ever had. I mean, the best internship I've ever had. Um, and I still think about all of those people very fondly. But then I had to deal with DCU. DCU were breathing down my neck, so I was called in for a meeting with my, um, in my internship, like my placement officer, <clears throat> and he was like. So, Adam, he's like, how did you get on working into the FM? And I was like, oh, my God, it was brilliant. I learned so much. The team couldn't have been better. It was just couldn't have been a more positive experience. Uh, And he was like, really? He was like, have you had any problems or anything? I was like, no, do you know what? There was a couple of like hiccups here and there, but it was kind of a learning curve, I guess. And he was like, oh, really? Well, it's funny because the station called me. And told me that you had contacted a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. I can't believe fucking Today FM knocked me out. You know, but look, I get they were probably covering their own backs too or whatever. It's kind of like couldn't really keep that on the hush, I suppose. So I wasn't happy, but I understood it. So he was like, well, Adam, you failed to report that back to me. And um, you didn't seem to mention it in your report. So... I think there's a good chance that you're going to fail. I think I'm going to have to fail you, Adam. This American bastard was going to fucking fail me. I was like, to be quite frankly, it's none of your fucking concern. I went in and I handled that shit, okay? So really, it's none of your concern. I went and I done and I did it for very little pay and I learned a lot. So I don't know why it's your fucking concern. Um, so this guy was threatening to fail me. Because I hadn't, I hadn't, I didn't inform him about the scandal that had gone on. Um, and I was like, what the fuck? Of course, I was devastated. I fucking took out a loan of 20 grand to do this course. Um, I fucking worked my ass off, you know, I really did. Um, and this guy threatening to fucking fail me, I was like, oh, this cannot happen. So I had been like, you know, on the phone with my, the people that I researched with, because I was still living in Dublin at the time people I was working with like I was still in contact with the team like the team were great like we were very friendly and I was like oh my god I was like this bastard in DCU is now threatening to fail me because I didn't tell him at the time of the fucking scandal that I found myself in the middle of in DCU or sorry in Today FM and they were like what that's fucking crazy what what the hell or whatever they were like you can't do that surely so then I was like depressed for like weeks thinking that I was going to fail because of this which I was totally unfair. Um, and then I didn't end up failing... On... On the, the placement. Because I had found out a couple of months later... That... Matt Cooper... Had actually... Gotten in contact. Because he had heard that this guy was trying to fail me. So I had heard that Matt Cooper... Had actually made contact with this... Bastard. And said that basically that, you know, Adam was a good intern and he did his job well and he got along with everyone and that if you fail him, if you fail his fucking master's degree for the fact, or due to the fact that, you know, this, like, fucking shitstorm scandal happened, then we won't be taking on any more interns from DCU. So that is... You know, how, that and, like, that is, it was a boss move that Matt would be willing to go and do that for me. Um Again, I have nothing but respect for that man, who's also from Quark. Nothing but respect, because he didn't have to do that. Like, the back blow of my, like, fucking naive actions, you know, fell on him. The stress fell on him. Yet he was still the one at the end of the day who went out of his way to protect me in that regard. So, oh my God, nothing but respect for that man and that team and that show. Um, Which I thought was a boss move, a real, real boss move. I have to put respect on his name. Um, And it's something that I will always think of fondly and something that I would always be grateful for, that experience. Not so much like getting cancelled about the neo-Nazis, but, you know, just that whole situation it was it was a lot but i felt like i learned a lot as well but yeah no i did to be fair i did i did end up failing the masters (laughs) which again it doesn't so the story doesn't really end on this big triumphant note that i wish i did i failed my um my thesis i failed my thesis twice um, which I find ironic because my first thesis was a podcast okay on death it was called the death podcast where I had like sat down with loads of different people who had lost loved ones to find out what it was like to grieve because I'd never lost anyone who died Um, so I recorded this big like podcast um, with, and the stories were so emotional the podcast was fantastic it was a great listen I still have it um. But they failed me on it. I don't know why. I think they were looking for like more news stories. Or something like that. Um, but then the DCU. Um, the DCU um, department. for The grieving department. Okay or whatever. The counselling department. Ended up using my podcast. In their own like notes or whatever. Or giving to like students to listen to. So I couldn't help but feel. That I was failed. Because this Bastard, that was gunning for me. This horrible cunt that was gunning for me. I have to feel like strings were pulled to make me fail because his balls got cut off when he tried to fail me. There for the fucking Today FM scandal when today or when fucking that show had my back and was like, no, you're not failing him for that. Not today. I felt like that bastard went and did whatever he could to go and make me fail because he felt so belittled or whatever that he couldn't fucking go for my jugular when he when he wanted to so he was going to come around and stab me in the fucking back that is how i feel 100 percent um he was a horrible bastard and again like i said (laughs) he's the one person in this world that i look forward not even look forward to but i'm like when the day he dies i'll be like oh okay Okay, and call me horrible if you want (laughs) for that. (laughs) But I don't know if you guys have anyone in your life who you're like, yeah, when that person dies, I'll be better for it. (laughs) But that's the way I feel. (laughs) Like, all these years later, and I still have nothing but anger in my heart for that man, for that um, lecturer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but that is the story of how... That was my cancellation, and that was... it was definitely like hidden like I'm surprised that the different media outlets didn't kind of jump on that story in terms of the kind of scandal or whatever I'm sure it was kind of a okay like don't do that to us you know obviously today if I'm a big pull you know they're like the biggest radio station and the most respectful most respected and rightfully so station in the country so I imagine that they had you know were able to pull strings as well um but God, yeah, that was one of the worst years of my life. Um, I'll probably put this podcast episode up Monday. We're, we're listening to it, so I'm recording it on the Sunday. The episodes are just, like, coming out kind of at random at this point because, like I said, look, I'm working this fucking minimum wage job again, so send me money. Um, and it's, like, I'm taking four buses, so it's just, like, I'm exhausted and I'm trying to just... i just do these when I can. Usually, I know it's, like, every Wednesday but it's just going to be like, you're going to get them and you're going to get them and it's going to be something to look forward to. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, were, we are about 15 minutes, 40 seconds or 40, no, sorry, I'm actually looking at the time. We're like 50 minutes in. All right, that is it for me and the Mind Poppers, a podcast. In the meantime, I'm going to stay broke, but you guys stay woke.